1: Welcome, everybody, to another brand new episode of It's My Wrestling Podcast. I'm, of course, as always, your host, Chris Dees. Before we get started, like I always ask, please make sure you hit subscribe if this is on YouTube, and please hit follow if you're listening on audio platforms. Today's guest is a man I'm really, really excited to speak to. Been a long, long long-time fan of his throughout his long-storied career. Uh, He's a TNA original, a seven-time NWA slash TNA tag team champion, uh, one half of one of the greatest tag teams to ever grace the industry in America's Most Wanted. He is, of course, the Wildcat, Chris Harris. Chris, from one Chris to another, thank you so much for joining me.
2: Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you having me on, man. Let's have some fun.
1: Yeah, man, absolutely. I've been wanting to get you on the pod for ages. I think I have I I think I first got in touch a few months ago. I know we had a few difficulties, but I'm really glad that we stuck with it, really glad that we managed to sort it out. How How are things on your side of the world? Everything going okay? Oh, things are great, man. Um,
2: you know, just uh, the whole wrestling world is uh, busy, so uh, I'm really enjoying it, man, and, you know, trying to play my part
1: in it, so everything's great. Awesome. That's great to hear, man. Like I said, as a long-time long, long time fan, that's really good to hear. Um, I'm just going to get right into it, then, and ask you some things that I've, I've been itching to ask you. Um, so Where you made your, you made your debut around I think around '94, made your way to WCW about four or five years later towards like '99, 2000 sort of period. Um, in your short time there, you you wrestled names like Booker T, Mr Perfect. Um, obviously the company was bought out by WWE a couple of years later, 2001 sort of time. But obviously you didn't you didn't head over. To WWE when when the buyout happened? like Was, was there a reason that you didn't go? Were, were there ever any discussions for you to go?
2: Well, that was such a confusing time for everybody, but um, yeah, I mean, really easy thing is uh, when they bought the company, um, obviously a lot of the top guys uh, had their contract uh, secured, and uh, so they, they were able to sit it out for a while. Um, a lot of the uh, top to mid-card guys are the ones that, that they hired on. Um, so you know, there was so much uh, shuffling going on there. I was – of course, I was still one of the low guys on the totem pole. So um, I don't think I was – I don't know if I was even on their radar, to be honest with you. Um, I know a lot of the the guys that were uh, they were trying to build at the time, um, they did take and sent to developmental, and I'm talking about guys like uh, Drack O'Hare – uh, yeah. I think Mike Sanders was in there I know Elix was part of that um, so a lot of the guys that uh, they were looking to build they uh, WWE took and just pretty much sent to developmental and just took the pick and litter but um, I was even lower than that so uh, mm-hmm. I don't even think I was on their radar so it, nothing was offered to me um, so I just kind of you know it was a it was a Low point for me because it was, you know, one of those things, you know, you look for the the big two, WWE and WCW, and I'd signed my contract in October. I was there the whole year um, per appearance, but I signed my contract in October of 2000 and within six months, um, you know, one of the big twos gone under. So it was uh, it was back to the Indies for me.
1: So, did you, were you on like a long term contract? Did they at least like pay off your contract so that then you could go and do other things?
2: No, it wasn't anything like that. I, uh, my oh. country, I think I had, I can't even remember if I had the 90 day clause in there. I, I probably had a 90 day where I still was still getting paid. Um, but then that was it. Um, it was it after that.
1: Yeah. So, so how long would you have been on the indies for then? Not too long because obviously TNA. TNA came along not too long after that, didn't it? Just a couple of years. So was it just Yeah, was it within, just a, within
2: a year. Yeah, I a year? Yeah, see, think I went down, I, th- I would say, April. I may have I I three months on that. And then uh, by the following June is when TNA started.
1: Yeah, so at least, you know, obviously it was a really... a crappy situation but at least it didn't last too long so you just sort of like floated around the indies did bits of work here and there and then when tna started like did who who made the call did jeff jarrett directly reach out to you to get you involved
2: well i was heavily involved in the the nashville scene and uh, which is obviously where jeff is from and i had known jeff from wcw um so yeah i was still working a lot in nashville um maybe even uh I'm trying to think of the schedule back then, but I, I think I was there at least once a week. So I was I was heavily involved there, as, as was Storm, and um, and then uh, yeah the the and especially during that year, you know, considering WWE was the only thing around, you know, there were a lot of a lot of uh, smaller promotions trying to make a trying to trying to get noticed and uh, trying to make a good start, and you know there there's a lot of those, and a lot of most of them just don't last. And uh, so we had heard of another one getting started up by Jeff Jarrett. And, and on some in some ways we we're looking at like okay here's another one you know we'll we'll see how far that goes and on the other side we're looking at it with, hey this is Jeff that's uh, involved in this so um, we'll see how that goes and uh, like I said Storm and I were very heavily in the Nashville scene where they they chose uh, one of the events in Nashville run by Bert Prentice, um, who was uh, promoting it. And they were going to take a look at some talent. Uh, they were going to test the broadcast team and uh, the announcers. And uh, it was kind of a test run for that, but they were looking for talent. And Jeff was there. And uh, Storm and I had a match against each other. And they took a look at that. And I, and even though there was a lot of moving parts at the time, they did see that match and something got their attention. And, uh, and so uh, afterwards, yeah, Jeff – Jeff, uh, took notice and he told Storm and I both that he'd be in touch. And within a few days, Bob Ryder, uh, was on board with that and, uh, sent us contracts.
1: Mm, awesome. So yeah, like you literally, that's the thing with the wrestling business, isn't it? Like you literally never know, like never say never, you never know what's going to happen. Just, you were just sort of like, you never know who's watching man.
2: I mean, cause yeah. there were, there were a lot of matches on that show and, um, you know, some people, uh, they, some people got noticed, uh, uh, this got noticed, uh, even, uh, uh, our referee, Rudy Charles, who now works for WWE, but, uh, he got hired out of that. So you just never know. I mean, th- that I tell guys that all the time, all the events you go to, even on the Indies, um, you just never know who's watching it. it one of those matches where even if you think, you know, you, you're not, you don't have a great match, you didn't work great with this guy. You just never know who's, who's watching and what could come from it.
1: Yeah, man, absolutely. Just always, always bring your a game basically. Exactly. You just never know. You never know. So you you, you mentioned Storm in there. And obviously I wanted to, I said in my intro, America's Most Wanted. I wanted to ask about your pairing with James Storm. Like obviously you've, you mentioned that you wrestled together against each other on the indies and that's how you got noticed and you got brought over together. But how did you like, how did the pairing come to be? How did the tag team come to be? Was it one of your guys' ideas or was it pitched to you to, to get together?
2: Not at all. Uh, Storm and I have known each other from, from that uh, territory down there, and uh, we were good friends. Uh, mostly wrestled against each other and had great matches together. We Even uh, as opponents, we had great chemistry. Um, I think uh, in the early days of TNA, there was just so much going on. Um, they obviously needed some star power, so I think they were heavily focused on, on uh, some of the big names, the stars. Uh, but they also wanted some, uh, some homegrown talent. And uh, Storm and I was part of that. They knew they wanted to do something with us. Um, obviously, AJ was in that category as well, AJ Styles. Um, but yeah, I think they wanted to do something. They just didn't know what direction to go to. So it's just, it was one of those. It did, a lot of people fall in this line where it's like, okay, put these guys together. Uh, let's see what see what happens with that. So it was it was honestly something that was just kind of thrown together. And Storm and I, of course, in our minds, we're thinking, well, you know, we want to be singles guys. That's what we've done. Our, our whole careers. Um, but that's not how it works in wrestling. You know, you, you take what they give you and uh, they put us in a team and said, let's roll with it. And Storm and I looked at each other and we were like, okay, if this is what we got, let's get together. We're going to be the best damn tag team out there. If that's, if that's what they're giving us, we're going to roll with it. And from then on, that was our focus. That was our direction. And Storm and I were determined and did everything that, we were taught about tag teams, and I think that's really what got it noticed was um, tag teams in, in 02, 03, they just – and like we said, uh, WWE was really the only game in town. So uh, – and they weren't – they were not doing much with tag teams. I mean, the, mo- the most you would see with tag teams then is, is two single ga- singles guys thrown together. I mean, you can look it up. There was just not a lot of focus on tag teams – two guys would team up. They'd win the titles. Uh, they'd lose the titles. They'd break up with, and all this within a year. And then they're feuding. And it was just, there was no interest. I mean, it was just not exciting at all. And what Storm and I were trying to do was uh, bring back the old school tag team wrestling. We watched guys like rock and roll express, the horsemen, midnight express heart foundation, the bulldogs, you know, I mean, that's what we grew up on. And so, we wanted to get back to where it was exciting to watch a tag team match. In my opinion, sometimes tag team matches can be more exciting than singles. You got four guys instead of two. Um, so yeah, that's what we did. And and I think that's really what, uh, why we got the attention that we did is because we were giving the fans something to root for again, to get exciting for. And um, I think that's why, you know, out of nowhere, it was like, you know, what is this America's most wanted team going, uh, doing? So yeah, uh, so, yeah, it was just a really determination on Storm and part, and we wanted to really uh, make a name for ourselves, and um, I think we did.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you could say that. Yeah, you definitely did. Um, <laughs> I've always wondered about... about you know, it's a really good point you make of how they used to just take two random single eyes, put them together, rinse and repeat. You'd always get the same sort of programming and the feud, and, the, and you know, it's exactly what you said. And even even nearly 20 years later... That's what WWE seem to be doing again because they're they're on the verge of splitting up Randy Orton and Matt Riddle. And I'm sure we're going to have the same old yeah. played out storyline happen again with those guys, which is a shame to see. Um, but, but I always wonder, like, when you take two singles guys who are so used to just being singles guys and you throw them together as a tag team, like, how do you adapt? Like, is it difficult having to adapt to not being the sole focus of the match anymore did you get much training from any like tag team specialists because i know tna obviously like you said they brought in loads of great experience loads of former top guys from other companies from wcw from wwe so was there anybody in particular that like helped to mold you guys
2: uh i think a lot of it was just us uh just watching videos, watching, at least back then it was, you know, watching a lot of tapes um, and studying and we were trying to apply that, you know, we worked on some tag team moves, you know, we worked on some finishing moves and um, so I don't think anybody really took us under their wing. We, uh, we learned a lot. I know uh, we watched a lot. They brought the rock and roll express in. So we, we got to work with them. That was, that was a, uh, an honor to, to be able to get in the ring with them. Um, I know Ricky Steamboat pulled us aside a couple times and helped us out. He's whether it's singles or tags, you know, you, you can't do wrong by listening to Ricky Steamboat. <laughs> uh, but even in the later days, um, you know, it, we we got our name and and uh, we and we were focused on the tag team wrestling in the o two o three o four days. But even later on, uh, like when they brought in uh, Team Three D, the Dudleys. Uh, we were still learning. I mean, we were on the learning tree that whole time, even though we, we were doing something good, you never stop learning. And uh and I, I appreciate working with those guys and um even uh they were they were the James gang with us, but the new the, the new age outlaws when we got to work with them, you know, you just you can't go wrong getting to work with guys that have been there and done that. And um, you know, we were still, you know, we, we may have been a few years in, but you know, we're still learning to to try to be the best. So um yeah getting to work with a lot of those those kind of guys you know was was always a, a, a honor, honor and a privilege and um we learned a lot
1: yeah no you're you're right you're always learning no matter how long you've been in the business obviously i i don't know that but i've spoken to oh i can't remember who it was recently um <clears throat> a few months ago jazz i think it was jazz i spoke to and she said even now like as she's on the verge of retirement Everybody that you wrestle, even once you've been in the industry for 20, 25 years, however long it's been, if you wrestle somebody new for the first time, they are probably going to bring something new to the table that you've not wrestled before. So, you know, when you said the Dudley boys, and they were the guys that I was thinking of, um, but I thought to myself, no, because they came in a few years later, so I don't know if you would have learned much from them, but but like you said, they they were new to you guys, weren't they? So, getting in the ring with them for the first time... in terms of tag teams, there aren't many better tag teams to learn from than the Dudleys. <laughs> right. You know? You know, so yeah, awesome. Um, going back to like the early days of TNA then, so I wanted to ask about um uh, the gauntlet for the gold, um, which was won by Ken Shamrock, obviously. Um, a bit similar to WWE with the Royal Rumble. Um mm-hmm. how was that idea pitched to you guys at the time and like what what was it like knowing that you were a part of something that helped to make TNA feel like a legitimate big time promotion because obviously pay-per-views were a bit different for for tna weren't they at the start they were like weekly specials
2: yeah uh it was a it was a different kind of concept with the uh the weekly pay-per-views and uh it was a it was obviously a lower price with the 9.99 but um i think a lot of people look at it now like okay that'll never work and even Mm. even the guys looking back, you know, but it, it was a good start for the company. I mean, look at where it led us. It led us to a TV deal. So, um, yeah, it was just that we still had to look at it like episodic TV. And, um, that was the first one. Like I said, I, I, they knew they wanted to do something with us. They just weren't sure. So I was putting the gauntlet for the gold, which, uh, you know, focused on, uh, a lot of, a lot of new stars, a lot of, uh, big names and that. So I was just happy to be a part of that. I mean, it, it showed me that they were looking to do something. And then uh, Storm was in a tag team match. I honestly can't remember uh, what that was. I think he was teaming with Huvatu Guerrero. Maybe. maybe I, I could have that wrong. But, uh, but same thing. They just knew what they wanted. And by the second week, um, we were put together. So it was a field-out process that first night. But, hey, we were just happy to be a part of that pay-per-view. And, you know, we, we look back on it with fond memories. Um, yeah, Shamrock won that, but that's the direction they were going. They were going with Ken Shamrock, and you couldn't have a better, uh, better start for an NWA champion. I mean, that, that was a, and it was a, it was great to be a part of that. And I think we we're off to a good start and going in a great direction.
1: Yeah, and you say like you look back on it with fondness, and and it was cool to be part of something, and they knew what they wanted to do. Looking at what TNA has now become, obviously. Uh, evolving into impact wrestling what do you make of the company now and what they've been doing in the last few years because they've 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 ridden ridden a wave of momentum for the last few years and they haven't really stopped like slammiversary is always the talk of the wrestling community when it comes around or the couple of months before it um hard to kill just recently just a couple of weeks ago was fantastic do you still keep up with what's going on now in in the industry and with impact
2: Yes. Uh, I actually try to keep up with everything. Um, even, um, you know, I, I try to, uh, get what I can out of, uh, NWA. I was, uh, trying to keep up a little bit with ring of honor. I mean, yeah, I try to keep up with the product because, um, uh, it, there, there's some struggles right now. Um, you know, we, we've seen with the, uh, ring of honor, but I'm just excited that there is so much out there right now. And I really love that a lot of guys, uh, can, can, jump aboard and um there's just more opportunities for a lot of guys out there and that's what i want i mean there's so much talent out there i i would love for all these guys to be able to get under contract be able to make some money and uh and and do all that so uh yeah especially impact i am i am very excited that they're still around number one um we're coming up on 20 years um that's a big big thing man and uh yes there have been struggles here and there um they still have their TV deal and I, I know they've uh, been back and forth I uh, access. TV is just, it's, it's um, not as, uh, um, I don't know how to say it, but just, just not made available to as many yeah, yeah. To as much as the audience as we would really like. So yeah, um, uh, Scott DeBoer is in charge of that. Uh, I think Scott's a great guy to to lead that. He's got great talent, and like you said, Slam I think a year or two ago, I think it really kickstarted because um, we had a lot of guys on the uh, that were released that were looking for work, and and they brought in some really good names, and um, I think that can really uh, take them to the next level. You know, that's what we need to get back to. Uh, you know, they Gallows and Anderson were a big big addition. Eric Young, great addition. Uh, now they have big casts on there. I mean, there's just uh, some really good names that can take this place uh, somewhere. And and then the homegrown talent, I mean, what they've done with Moose, I mean, I, I was I was a big supporter of him. And, uh, you know, coming up, I was like, that's the guy they need to go with. Um, and we see that's what they did. But uh, uh, was, was it versus or Bound for Glory? I think Bound for Glory. Bound that for glory. um Glory when he, uh, he took that and you know, it, it, I, I'm a big Josh Alexander fan. Um, so it was, it was great to see him climb to the top, but that's, that's the direction we went. And, uh, you know, when Moose uh, cashed in and, and got the title. So, uh, but either way, both of those guys, top, top guys. Um, uh, but I really see where they can go somewhere with Moose. I mean, he's the one that can carry, carry, uh, that, that's the thing, you know, when you, when you're, picked as his top guy and you you are the world champion um there's a lot that goes with that that a lot of people don't realize and uh and moose can carry the the company when he puts that shoulder around or the uh the strap around his shoulder um or on his shoulder he um he's the one carrying the company and when you look at him you're like okay that's that's the guy you know that's believable man i mean that's legit so uh so i i'm really excited where they can go from here and um, I got I uh, got some catching up to to do with the product, but um, but yeah, man, I, I'd love to see where they go from here. But I am very excited, and and I'm proud to look when I look at Impact, and I'm like, that's their world champion. Uh, that's something to be proud of, man. I mean, Moose can carry that.
1: Yeah, he looks legit, doesn't he? He looks like a star. Like you you think of a wrestler, and not not to you know, I'm not. He looks like it. a star. Yeah, exactly. He he looks. He's the son. Yeah, he's the kind of guy that you would send to do like talk shows and PR and stuff like that. And if you looked at him, you would think, "Oh wow, yeah." That Absolutely, man, and,
2: and that's what I'm talking about. That's that goes along with it. You know, you can feel comfortable you know, sending that guy out for the PR and you know the whole presentation from start to finish. When when he makes his entrance, you know that a star is coming out. Um, the the music, the lights. You know his his look. I mean, it, he's got it. So you know, let's run with that.
1: Yeah, man, hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. I felt bad for Josh because I'm a big fan of Josh. I've interviewed him, right? (laughs) Chat with him. He's an awesome guy. Really nice guy. It was it was both
2: a letdown and excitement because Josh got there. Um, I was excited for that, but then when I saw where we were going with it, it's like you know, it's a letdown for Josh Um, because I was uh, I was even sending him messages, man. This is your night. You got this. Uh, You know, and I was I was very uh, supportive of him, and and he was very appreciative of that, but. Um, yeah, I was just as stunned as everybody when Moose came out, and because I wanted both, you know, I think all of us did. You know, we were excited for Josh, but when uh, when Moose took that, it was like, okay, you know, that this is what I've wanted for the past couple of years anyway. So, um, but I think it's a great direction, and and there's there's a lot in Josh, man. He he he's not done by any means.
1: No, no, God, no, absolutely not. I hope not, anyway. Um, right, so I've got to ask about Fake Sting. Um, <laughs> I would be remissive for right. you. You played the role of Fake Sting a couple of times. WCW in like around 2000, uh, Crow Sting around 2006. Again, a few years later. How how did that come about? The idea for you to be Fake Sting, and did you ever speak to Sting himself about it? Like, how did he feel about about that whole story?
2: oh yes sting was on board man um even back in the 2000 in the wcw I'd, they obviously had uh, taken a look at me because i was getting a lot of matches uh with names such as what you said and uh but i just had the that look um i, I guess the same kind of build and um uh, the hair obviously made a big difference um uh, but yeah the, the whole crow sting was was it man and when they uh were lurking to uh to do something, uh, I, I can't remember. I think Sting may have even had some time off, but uh, he was doing something with Vampiro at the time, and so there were a lot of shots that we were doing. Um, I, I know I did. Uh, I did uh, some coffin shots that we had something like that where I came out of the coffin as Sting and uh, beat the hell out of Vampiro with a bat. Um, there were even some of the, some of those uh, in the where I was in the rafters. Uh, they got some shots up there where they, you know, it was kind of a glimpse. Um, you know, some people may have known, some people may not. But, and then the, the big one was Halloween Havoc 2000 when I came from out from under the ring with Sting and uh, got to battle in one on one with that. So, yeah, Sting was, I think Sting was on board with this. Uh, some of those, some of the past Stings weren't, <laughs> I think that was, it kind of turned out to be a little bit of a joke, but mine, I feel like was more, more serious, which is why they, they gave me more of a a run there with it. Um, where we did something with, uh, with Sting at Halloween havoc. So, uh, that was exciting for me. And yes, Sting was the one that painted my face. So, um, it was kind of cool when he was, when he was doing it. Um, he even looked at me, he was like, man, this is weird. You know, this is like looking in a mirror, you know, I think he was referring back to his, to his crow days. And so that was really cool. And, uh, yeah, I got, um, got close with Sting, and when they brought Sting in for TNA, it was great to work with the guy. I mean, I, you know, it's hard to find uh, somebody to say something bad about him. Um, so, yeah, we, it was very exciting to have him on board. I think he helped put TNA on the map, and uh, then we continued to do something later on. Uh, yeah, We did a little something in 06 where uh, we relived some of his past Sting characters. I was part of that, and and then even uh two thousand I think ten or eleven I did a little something with Jeff Jarrett and, and TNA. So yeah, it's kind of like it's uh, reoccurring if there's if you're ever looking for a for a a crow sting, you know, Chris Harris is your guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad backup plan, is it, to have? If you if you not at all, really man, I'll take it. Be fake sting, why not? Um, what did you um just just to move on from that a little bit but remain on Sting, what did you make of, of the way that WWE used sting because at the minute he's being used so well in aew like i had i had worries i think a lot of people had worries about him resting every single week he's like 62 but last night on AEW dynamite he looked incredible obviously wwe didn't really use him as well as they could have done
2: no i mean i i don't mind giving my opinion on that i think that's uh that's a, a general consensus that uh you know, it, it took years and years for them to finally get him. Um, he is an icon, and um, yeah, I, I, I've never had a chance to talk to Sting about it, uh, but I think, I think he would probably agree that um, it just, yeah, they just um, they didn't use him like like he should have. And um, yeah. but that's you know, are are we really surprised about that? I mean, they get <laughs> they get the biggest star from WCW and um, and. Don't do much with him at all. When he gets his, his WrestleMania moment with Triple H, you know, I think it was exciting. You know, we got DX. We got uh, the New World Order. I mean, that was all exciting. But in the end, you know, they they, uh, they kind of put down the, the the legend, the icon. So, uh, so no, I, I, I think they could have done much, much more, especially when um, he had more in the tank. Um, I think Sting's even gone on record that he would he have loved to work something with the Undertaker. I think we all would have loved that. Um, I'm not sure why that didn't happen, but um, it didn't. And uh, now here we get a, a little bit left of, uh, of Sting, and I think that he's in a position where he can do that. You know, he's taking Darby under his wing, um, and I think the whole locker room is probably going to learn from him. But yeah, if, if you're ever uh, if you're ever wondering, you know, you, some people might look at it. You know, we're going to hide him in a tag team match with Darby, and Darby's going to do all the work. Well, that's not what we saw last night. Uh, Darby was taken out, so Sting did all the work, and and he hung in there, man, and um, he performed, and you know, we got, you know, we, we got yeah. what we what we can can look for in Sting nowadays, you know, and that's exactly what he's what he's he's there for, you know, he's there. To uh, to sponge off of and to learn from and and when it when his uh, name is popped up to uh, to deliver he can do that too so um, yeah I, I I think we were all a little disappointed in the run in the WWE but um, he is in the Hall of Fame and he uh, deserves that and he probably thought you know maybe that was a good good ending and I think that's why he said that but when we have an opportunity with AEW and see where they're going. Um, why wouldn't you uh, take advantage of that so I'm, I'm really glad sting had that opportunity and hopefully he can he can uh, when he's ready to uh, officially end his career um, I, I think he'll be happy that, he, that that was that he actually got a, a one last good run where he can contribute uh, what he what he has for the business so um, yeah I think I think we're all happy to see where he's at right now
1: yeah. Hundred percent, yeah. The uh, the brief WWE run, it felt like it was done for two reasons, really, didn't it? One to get him in the Hall of Fame, so that they had a marquee name for that year's um, ceremony, and then also mm-hmm. to sort of remind people that WWF won the the Monday Night Wars. It right. it really felt like they were just trying to drive that point home, like, ah, oh, yeah, this was this was WCW's guy, and we're gonna beat him again. It, it just felt, like yeah. If there's any
2: doubt, uh, let's let's make it clear here
1: yeah (laughs) let's do it on the grandest stage of them all um you mentioned jeff jarrett in there i'm glad you mentioned jarrett because i wanted to ask about planet jarrett so you you wrestled jeff a number of times before um ending up being a part of his faction what was jeff like to work with Was it similar similar to sting was he was he good to work with did you learn much from him because obviously he's another legend of the business
2: i learned a tremendous amount from jeff um And you have to remember, you know, when this, this thing is all started, um, he was wearing a lot of hats, man. I mean, he was doing everything. And um, there was a, uh, I'd say a small, small uh, group of guys that he could really depend on um, to get things done. And um, so, but a lot was weighed heavily on him and a a lot was weighed heavily on uh, just a a small band of guys, man. Um, So in those early days, yeah, I mean, he, He, uh, he was the head guy. And uh, I think a lot of that um, you have to remember, you know, we have to um, you know, we started with Ken Shamrock and then did some transitions, but you know, once, uh, once Jeff was the top guy, I mean, that's the thing you, you have, you have to go with somebody that, that you trust that can carry the ball. And Jeff has done it before. And who better? Um, A a lot of people are like, Oh, Jeff wanted a promotion. So he could put the belt on himself. Well, I mean, you got to look deeper into that. I mean, when you're look, going with the direction, um, Jeff Jarrett, the name is a name. So um so yeah, you can put the the top guy in there. And then we were just saying it before, you know, we were, when we were referring to Moose. I mean, Jeff can be the PR guy. You know, he's it's it's his company and he's running it. And um when you talk about the top guy, you know, what better than you know, it's a safe, uh, safe bet. Um Jeff can handle it. And uh, it, and who more than uh, Jeff to trust himself with that. Um, cause you never know, you know, when you go with a different direction, um, what, um, you know, there's just a lot of factors that go into that. So, um, I think Jeff was the right guy for that. I had a chance to work with him and that was great. Uh, yeah, I had a little singles run, um, and I think it was 04 and got to work with him and a lot of top guys at the time. Uh, AJ was one of them, Raven, um, R-Truth. Now uh, it was just great to be able to work with a lot of those guys at that time. And, um, I learned a lot working with Jarrett, and I also learned a lot. Um, maybe not so much at that time, but just to to listen to Jeff talk business um, was just incredible. Um, the, the the you know he he had learned from his father, um, he had learned from what to do and what not to do from WCW. So he brought a lot to the table, and I think that I mean that that was why TNA was so successful and you know, you can even hear on his podcast now when he talks about the old days, it's like, man, this guy has a wealth of knowledge that, you know, we, we just, I learned going through it at the, at, at that time, I, I was picking up on little bits and pieces, but even myself, someone that was there, you know, I, I learned a lot just listening to his podcast because there was a lot on the inside that we didn't know. So, um, it was great. Uh, you know, planet Jared was, it was a real thing. Um, you know, I learned a lot and a lot of us did. And, uh, even being uh, grouped with him later on, you know, when uh, the the unthinkable, America's most wanted turned heel, you know, aligning themselves with Jeff, you know, and then Ad Gale came into the mix. I mean, it was a it was a great fold, man, and uh, we all learned a lot and uh, we fed each other, fed off heat, you know, which is what we wanted. Um, you know, Jeff was the top guy; we were the top tag team. What's going to happen when we're put together as a faction? And and we ran with it, and uh, really enjoyed it, man. It was it was a great run. Uh, whether working with him, teaming with him, I, you know he's a wealth of knowledge and he's uh, still a part of my life today. And uh, I, I love it, man. We uh, we talk once a week. So um, wealth of knowledge and I'm still learning to this day.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I I was lucky enough. I only had a very short interview with him. It was about 15, 20 minutes. But the whole time I just sat there like like in almost like in a stunned silence, like just listening to him, talk. the way that he talks about the business. Um, yeah can
2: you imagine listening to that for an hour or longer i mean it's just it's amazing
1: yeah yeah no he's, he's he's so knowledgeable so passionate um you made a really good point in there as well about how people look at companies like AEW. they look at the the elites the ev vps whatever you call them and how those guys keep holding the belts like cody's been tnt champion um omega and jericho have been AEW champion and
0: you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones
2: who get it done.
1: People look at it like, ah, oh, they just want to run a company so they can put the bounce on themselves and get themselves over. But <clears throat> when you're starting a brand new promotion and you're trying to go head to head with WWE... Putting the belt on Chris Jericho, the name Chris Jericho, a guy who knows the business like that, similar to to how Jeff did, you, you can't go wrong. Like You need to go with somebody dependable, somebody reliable, somebody who's been there and done it. And obviously Jeff and Chris have both been there and done it dozens of times, haven't they? So I don't see how that could be a bad thing.
2: No, I, I think it, I think Jericho was a great choice, uh, and it wasn't a matter of uh, oh, he just wants to be you. And it, Jericho is—he's got a name, you know. Why not? If you're going to put AEW on the map, why not go with Jericho at that? And and he had a great run with it. And and then uh, you know, we're, as as Jericho has his run, we're building new stars with with Kenny Omega and uh, Hangman Page. I mean, we're we're building stars. So so when the belt goes on them, you know, they have the talent to back it up. But uh, you have to build them so that it makes sense when that time comes. So uh, I think Jericho was a great choice. I think he carried it well. Um, he still has some in the tank. So he was, get, he was getting to, to uh, help uh, bring guys up to his level, which is what he did. All the while, you know, he's, uh, they're, they're learning from him. I think MJF was a great example. He got to learn from Jericho one-on-one and I mean look at how this guy's taken off. So um and I wouldn't be surprised if you know you know we see MJF on camera but you know be, behind the curtain I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, every day MJF has learned from Jericho still to this day. So um yeah man I mean like you said there, there a lot goes into that uh when you're putting the putting the top guys uh, uh, on top uh, um you know, whether it's titles or not. I mean, you know, you have to focus around those guys, Um, you know, the, the, even in the tag team, you know, of course that's, you know, the direction I go, you know, um, I may not, the young bucks may be a different style than what I had, um, but um, that's the direction that we're going. And um, when people watch a tag team match, you know, we want to see something exciting. We want to see action packed and, um, even if the young bucks are on top with the belts. I mean, that you know, you have to say, I go, go back to what I was saying, you know, if, if they're uh, um, executives in the company, I mean, they, they know what, what direction they want. And uh, when it's time to put a young hungry tag team back on top, you know, then, then they'll do that. And I think, uh, you know, again, I have some catching up to do with that, but uh, to, to give that uh, direction with uh, uh, Luchasaurus and uh, Jungle Boy, I mean, you know, let's see what they got, you know, again, we have built them up uh, for for uh, a few years now to where, you know, it's great that they they get a chance to run with it and we'll see where it goes. And uh, I'm a big fan, you know, I, I don't – I'm not ashamed to admit it, man. Uh, FTR, I'm just a big fan. that You know, when it goes back to the old school wrestling, man, th- those are the guys. So um, I can't wait to see where they go with that. And you, you can't go wrong putting – uh, having them take the – the reins and run with it in the tag team. So uh they have a lot of talent, man. I mean they, they can't go wrong.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. You know, I, I I criticize AEW for a lot of the things that they do. There's a lot there's a lot there to do they do really well. There are some things that I, I'm not keen on, especially like the women's what they're doing with sure. their division. But the tag division, I don't think you can really go anywhere else and find as Good a tag division of of AEW have got you know a lot of the time it seems like they don't know what to do with them because they've got so many great tag teams you end up getting loads of four v four and five v five matches that feel a bit unnecessary but they do tag team wrestling so so well and like you say especially when you've got guys there like FTR um, and the box the box may not be to everybody's tastes they're not my cup of tea I prefer as you said FTR I prefer that sort of like rough style of that old school style of especially British, you know, that's the kind of wrestling that I was brought up, (laughs) you know? So no, I I love what they're doing. I'm a a big fan of big, big, big fan of tag team wrestling. It's what got me into wrestling. So there we go. That's awesome,
2: man. Yeah. I mean, they they have the talent and uh, yeah, we can all be that Monday morning quarterback. Um, You know, we can watch the show and, you know, we're not going to like everything, you know, but there's some, there's some that we are going to like. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm glad you said it. You know, I, I, the Bucks are not my favorite tag team, but um, you know, I, I'm more of it, I'm more of the style of FTR. And, um, but you know, you got to give it a little bit of everything, man. I mean, some people were obviously the Bucks have a lot of fans and they like watching them, so we got a little give a little piece of that. But we also let, let's let's give them a little piece of uh, FTR and, and that kind of style. So uh, you know, you keep the interest with with you know guys like you and me.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, you're completely right. Completely right. That's the good thing about AW. It feels very much like um like a variety show in a way. If you know what I mean, like there there is a bit for everybody. You like singles wrestling, you like yeah. women's wrestling, you like tag wrestling, you like high spots, you like hardcore stuff. There is a bit, you know, promos, entertainment, nonsense, silly mm-hmm. things. People like um Orange Cassidy. There is something for everybody. And I think that's why that's why it's become so popular so quickly. It's already been I
2: agree man I'm not a fan of everything but uh there there are there are uh, fans and and uh, that that do support what they're doing and I mean you know aew is growing man I mean uh, you know I, they get criticized a lot for uh, what they're trying to uh, take over Wwe just just look at it as an alternative I mean if if you like WWE watch it if you want to watch aew then support them too it's it's different nights so I mean you know, why not? You know, the AEW is trying to, they're, they're not going to put anything out there that they think is going to put them down. So um, everything they put on, on screen um, there, there's a little taste of that for everybody, like you just said. So, uh, you know, if, if uh, I just look at it as an alternative, um, stop looking at it like Hey, um, W's trying to take over WWE and uh, maybe put them out of bed. Yeah, let's not, let's not even go in that direction, man. Just, Watch the product, enjoy it. You know, take take what you like and and leave the rest.
1: <laughs> watch what you enjoy, and let other people watch what they enjoy. It's, yeah, it's simple, really, isn't it? If you if
2: you, if you're not into this tag team match, then you know, that's okay. You know, maybe maybe the next segment you will like. If you're not into women's wrestling, maybe let's watch the next segment and get excited with that. So um, yeah, man. I mean, that's we we gotta be an open mind.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. It's a shame a lot of fans don't don't think and feel the same way that we do. Um, I wanted to ask about something that I don't know if it exists. Um, I've heard it spoken about within like wrestling communities and social media and news articles and things like that. Um, as a TNA original, you've seen, I imagine you've seen hundreds of wrestlers come and go and go on to other things and go on to WWE and whatever it might be that they've done, Ring of Honor, New Japan, wherever. I always hear about the TNA stink. And I know a couple of wrestlers have spoken about it. I'm pretty sure AJ Styles has has referenced it himself. Is is it a real thing? The For anybody who doesn't know, the TNA stink is sort of... I don't know if it's a myth or a legend or something like that, where wrestlers who go from TNA elsewhere are sort of looked at less favourably because they've been in TNA, and TNA obviously had... Problems for a little while and some questionable booking and obviously business issues is is it a real thing
2: i mean i i'd probably be naive to say that it's not uh maybe it is uh i am proud to to look look back on that um yeah when i uh when i get questioned about my career um you know, I, I, um, I'm proud to say, you know, I, I was under contract to WCW, you know, maybe only for a year and it was the, the year that took him down, but I'm proud to say I was under contract. I can also say, I'm proud to say I was under contract to WWE. Um, didn't, didn't go the direction that a lot of us hoped it would go. But, um, but Hey man, I, I made my name in TNA and I am so proud of that. You know, the fact that, you know, it was a, it was a the little engine that could, man, you know, we started from, um, it, from the bottom and, uh, guys like Jeff, you know, built this thing up and, um, the support of Dixie Carter. You know, we had we, we built this thing up, and a little-known tag team called America's Most Wanted thrown together. Um, you know, we we tried to do what we could. You know, as far as the tag team division, um, we weren't focused on the the top names and the the world title. Um, you know, and then there's the the X division. Uh, you know, we weren't focused on that. That was you know, we let those guys that knew what they were doing run with that. AJ, Chris Daniels, um, Elix, You know, uh, low key. Um, you know, guys like that, Saban, Sanjay, you know, those guys, I mean, that's, that's their thing. So let's let them run with that. So we took care of the tag team and we wanted to uh, build that up. So um, yeah, I mean, some guys will look at uh, like myself, you know, TNA was, was the the big dog for me. I mean, we built that up to where it was, I mean, we were, we were running um, every week on spike TV. Uh, we were doing our we'll plus for a second. We were doing our uh, pay-per-views, uh, once a month, um, it was a, it was a big thing, man. So um, I'm proud that, of uh, what I did in my career there. And um, when I mentioned TNA, when we're talking um, in interviews or, or podcasts or anything like that, you know, people know what I'm talking about. Um, a lot of fans watch that, you know? Um, uh, so uh, yeah, there they're, they're may, a, a I think, I think a lot of it has to do with the years, um, the years. Um, uh, I know, Um, you know, when, uh, Hogan and Bischoff and guys like that came in and, uh, I think it was 2010, um, you know, they tried to run with it for a while, but by the time, um, you know, 2013, I'm going to guess, you know, that's when, um, the direction kind of, you know, soured, um, a lot of guys left, um, you know, when we talk about that, you know, the AJ, uh, Bobby Roode. Um, Eric young, you know, a lot of the top guys that were built up, you know, had to, had to move on. And, and it's not just a, you know, Hey, we're getting up to, on TNA. You, you got to look at those guys, you know, what's going to do, what's going to be best for their career. What's going to be best for their family. And um, if the WWE was the direction to go, I mean, we see, you know, that's that's a possibility. Obviously, AJ has made, uh, I mean, he's the top guy in the business right now. So uh, it works out for some, and um, it doesn't work out for others. You know, everybody's got to take the direction that they want to take. And uh, um, I don't look at it as a, as a bad thing when people bring up the TNA. Um, I would hope that a lot of guys um, don't look at it like that. Um, you know, Eric Eric Young is back back into it so um i think he's doing his best to put impact back on the map man i mean that's that's what we got to do um they're going to need a lot of uh a lot of good talent um they have they have the base right now i mean they got guys like scott the moore running it who uh he, you know I, I feel like he he knows what he's doing and, and taking the they have a lot of the um the uh, the producers i mean they, they have the guys to make it work um but just to get back to your question, man, I, I, I don't. I try not to look at it as a, um, a stink on TNA. Um, I um, I don't know. Maybe when people first uh, had come out of there, when when it was going um, in a lower direction, maybe maybe a lot of guys went through that. You know, maybe maybe AJ went through that. Maybe Bobby Root went through that. I I know when I went up. Um, you know, I think that's, you know, they didn't want to have anything to do with TNA. They were just trying to take what they could get and, and um, go a different direction. So um, so I don't know, man, I, everybody's got their opinion on that, but I, I am a 100% a TNA impact supporter and uh, I want nothing but good things from them. And I am so uh, grateful for what, uh, what I was able to take out of that. So um, I'm proud of them and I, I hope they stick around for another 20 years.
1: Yeah, I've always just been curious because it doesn't make sense to me because I think, okay, sure, I, I, I can appreciate what this thing might be, but then look at, like you say, AJ, um, Samoa Joe, uh, Xavier Woods, R-Truth. There have been plenty of guys who have left TNA, Impact, whatever it might be, and gone on to uh, Bobby Roode as well. He's been successful since TNA mm-hmm. as well. There's, lo- there's loads of examples of, of people that have gone elsewhere and and still been huge stars. So no, I've I've just always wondered if it's if it's a real thing. It doesn't. It just doesn't sound right to me.
2: No, I mean, I, I it, if if it is a real thing, I mean, you just got to get past it. And uh, you know, some guys have gone on and been great success. AJ is a great, probably the best example. Um, you know, he just kind of he was one of those guys that could break through the mold. And then you take somebody like Bobby Roode. I mean, he, he may not be a top, top guy. I, I think he should be. I think if they gave him the chance, he would, he would, he would break that glass ceiling because Bobby is, in my opinion, one of the best. Uh, so if they gave him the opportunity, I feel like he'd run with it. But on the other hand, I have to look at it like, Hey, Bobby is, is a, he, he's making a great living right now. Um, so, you know, you, you can't be down with that. There are so many guys that would, would kill to be in Bobby's spot. So, uh, Bobby needs to take to, and I think he knows this, uh, uh, he needs to take what he can and run with it, man. I mean, if he can, if he can get a steady paycheck from WWE and he's on TV every week and with him and Dolph, I mean, I, I think Dolph's. so I think they're missing the boat on Dolph as well. Um, uh, but if they're, you know, that, Bobby's been through this with TNA, you know, they, they put him and storm together in the same way they did storm and I, and they were like, you know, we don't, we know we want to do something with you guys, but we don't know what. So they were like, okay, we're going to go with it. Um, and beer money's born. Um Damn, I'm not doing so good with this.
1: <laughs> but no, you're um, right. Rude, Bobby Rude, he, he I think he knows his his place. Now he's sort yeah. of early forties maybe, so he he knows that he's probably yeah. not gonna be at the very top of the card. But like you say, earning a living, he's on T V basically every week. He's been tag champion a few times in WWE, uh US champion, NXT champion, you know. He was the face yeah. of that brand for a little while, so you know?
2: And then we got uh, you know same thing with uh, r truth. I mean, he's been there since uh, him and I went in the, at the same time. And uh, somebody like me didn't work out so well. But our truth, you know, he's not a top guy, but he's having fun. You know, as long as you're having fun yeah. and you get a paycheck, man, run with it. And then uh, and then other guys, you know, kind of kind of fell in the same trap. Um, like Eric Young. I mean, he is a, he is. You give that guy anything, he's going to make it work. And uh, they just didn't know what they had with him. So um, he was one of the unfortunate that, you know, fell into the the releases and, um, you know, impact. You know, obviously Scott DeBoer and him were very close. So Scott knew, Scott knew what he had with Eric Young. So he's going to jump on him and um, Eric's making it work still. So, um, yeah, I mean, you, not, it's not going to work out for everybody, but uh, like I said in the beginning, man, it, there's so many opportunities out there, um, you know, with, uh we got WWE, we got AEW, we got Impact, um, NWA. Hopefully, is you know making a making a another uh, run with it. Um, there, there's just a lot of opportunity out there right now, man. And uh, so I, I I want nothing for the best for everybody, especially. Um, some of those guys, you know, we, you were talking about having that TNA stink on you. Well, a lot of those guys have been turned out to be successful. You know, Saban's still around with impact. You know, Sanjay is with AEW now. Daniels, uh, Kazarian, you know, all those guys are making, uh, making it work. Abyss uh, has a great role with WWE. I mean, he, that guy has – um, he can't perform at the level that he. You know, when you see abyss, you you want you want the abyss. So um, if he can't do that, if he can't perform to that anymore, let's use what we got up here, man. And that guy, I, I came up with that guy. He uh, he knows the business. He is in a perfect role right now to be uh, the the coach, agent, producer. And um, I mean, I and I think um, uh, as stressful as that job may be. Um, you know, cause you have Vince McMahon, you have to, you have to take everything he's given, man. And that can't be easy to, to sit in a boardroom with that guy and, and hear it. But, um, I think even Vince McMahon, as much negative as we can say about the guy, I think even he saw what Abyss has to offer. And, um, and he, even, even Vince is like, you know, man, this guy knows his shit. So, um, so even Vince McMahon's going to uh, take into that guy. So, uh, I'm just happy to see all these guys. It doesn't matter if you're on camera or off. Um, if if you can be using this business to to where you have something to offer, you know, I, I hope all these guys have have it there. You know, um, so many names we could talk about. I mean, uh, but um, but yeah, man, I, I just I, I love seeing a lot of these guys successful, no matter what role it is.
1: Yeah, it was really cool to see Abyss on TV a couple of times as well in WWE. I think yeah in the ring with with aj and i was like oh my god are we gonna see are we gonna see a <laughs> back? unfortunately it didn't happen but like you say it's really cool to see him there so much experience he can give to the younger guys yeah man it. keep
2: in mind this is wrestling you never say never
1: yes yeah yeah of course you never say never look look at sting sting 62 yeah. you know so yeah no absolutely absolutely um Speaking of seeing people on TV, the last time we saw you on TV wasn't all that long ago. You you popped up in Impact for um, storms 1000th match. How cool was that to be? A, I know it was only a, a brief little like cameo, but how cool was it to be back in Impact was it was it cool to like link up with people again and see loads of old faces like Dale Kim?
2: Yeah, it was great, man. It was great to be back and uh yeah, I got to see some familiar faces um and uh I I pop in once in a while with Impact, so uh, I got to meet a lot of those guys. But it was great to see uh, all the guys up and coming, um, it, and it was great to see some familiar faces. Uh, yeah, you brought up Gail. I mean, it was great to see Gail and uh, and Saban and Scott Demore, and um, and it was great to do something with Storm. I mean, when when I got the call, I I keep in touch with Scott, but when when I got the call and he said something about them doing something for Storm's one thousandth uh, uh, TNA match. I was like, let's do something, man. That's great. So yeah, it was. It felt great to be to be back for that and do something with him. And um, you know, it it blew up the the whole face to face we did on the back. So um, that was really cool. And uh, yeah, I mean, S- Storm and I we we uh, we keep in touch a lot. So it was it was very cool for both of us to do that. And um, anytime we have a chance, um, that even got it got a lot of things started to uh, try to do stuff with us. So uh, since then. Um, we, uh, sometimes we just do appearances together as America's most wanted. Um, or, uh, but there have been times where obviously there's, there's those that throw it out to have us in a tag match again. But, um, while storm is still crazy enough to get out there and take them bumps, I am not, <laughs> my body has said no. So uh but there have been uh those out there that uh, still they can still advertise America's most wanted and Storm has been in singles where I've been in his corner he's been in tag matches where I've been in his corner and uh I can get involved so uh yeah we've we've had some fun with him, man it was it was great to get out there and uh get back uh, and actually do something on camera with impact uh but then it just it just kind of blew up from there and uh, I think a lot of people saw hey they're, these guys are on camera together. Let's do something. So it, it's helped out a lot with uh, some other promotions, any promotions and uh, conventions have been great. You know, conventions are a big thing. Um, they were for a while. Uh, the, the the COVID shut it down for a little bit, but those are picking back up. So uh, yeah, Storm and I, we, we have a great time every time we're together, man.
1: Have, have you not been tempted to maybe get back in and, and, and work for Impact again? Not, not necessarily in the ring or on camera. Is there any... Any potential for you to get behind the scenes and do anything? Because obviously you've got such a affinity and a relationship with the promotion. Would, would you not go back to contribute in some way?
2: I would love that, man, um, To just to throw it out there. I, I would love to do something like that. I um, The promotion that I started with um, in uh, Cincinnati, uh, Abyss and I both started with uh, – I work with them a lot. I'm helping bring up the, the talent, and I, I train with those guys a couple days a week, uh, just trying to give out anything I can. Uh, if it's something physical, I'm there for it. But, um, but just uh, psychology-wise and helping them put together their matches, and then there's always – um there's always uh, things going on on the weekends um the, these guys I, I try to encourage them to get out as much as they can especially during the week uh but there's always something fridays saturdays so where i can contribute and that's exactly the role i play um i play uh, an agent or a coach um or sometimes i can even uh get in the ring and, and be part of a, an official um uh side of uh, the you know the office side and, and play that that role so um on an ND level, I'm I'm very familiar with that. Uh, but I have, uh, like I said, I, I'm in touch with Scott, and I have made it known to uh, to Scott more and Impact that uh, I would love to uh, be a play some kind of a role like that. Um, uh, there may not be anything right now, but um, we know how fast the, this business changes. So, um, yeah, I would love to be. My choice would be with Impact, just because uh, that's home to me. That I help. Build that company, so I would love to pay, play a part with that. But um, there's obviously a, a lot of moving parts in this business, man. I mean WWE. I mean they 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 they've guys and then get hired. Um, AEW is always looking for things like that. So um, and even in NWA, a lot of the guys that work behind the scenes, man. It's it's uh, I, I've worked with them in the past, so um, I would love to play a role with that, man. I I, uh, I may not be able to offer much in the ring, um, maybe an appearance once in a while. But, uh, but I'd love to contribute uh, behind the scenes. You know, I'd, I still have a little bit of my marbles left, so I'd, uh, I'd love to be able to, you know, pass that on to as many of the guys as I can. And, uh, you know, it, nowadays the wrestling, I mean, it, it, it is a different style than what I know and what I believe in. But I also believe, just like we did back in 02 with TNA, I believe that there's a, there's a mesh there. You know, you can combine that. And um, the, the style nowadays and I learned, I, we talked about this uh, earlier uh, in, the, uh, in the podcast, you know, I, as far as the learning tree, um, I have to learn myself still to this day and adapt to the style that they do today. Um, so even when I go and, and I'm, I'm the one teaching and learn uh, 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 in the training classes, um, there are still things that I see, it could be something as basic, Um, you know, wrestling, Um, there are still things that I see that these guys do in the ring and, and I'm still learning, you know, it's, and some of the stuff may have been something that I learned and I forgot. (laughs) And I see something that these guys put on in the ring and I'm thinking, oh, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I, I, I still, after 27 years, I'm still learning myself. So it's just a matter of putting all that together. And, you know, I, I learned from these guys and sometimes when they get out there and do all these events and they see what the fans like, which I'm, I'm big on that. You know, you, you, you can't go in there. Don't memorize what to do out there. You have to feel the people, you have to feel the match and see how it's going. And I'm, I'm big on that. So they can bring back to me and I can uh, kind of mesh with and adapt to the style that they're, that that they're running with nowadays. But I still say that, you know, even that old school, you know, sometimes you know, we get accused of being too old school, but I'm telling you that 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 old school it still works as long as you you uh, you you uh, combine those two and and make some kind of a mixture in there. It you, you find what works, and so I really believe in that. Um, I I um. I'm guilty of it nowadays. You know, I may watch something on TV and I, I don't like it. You know, I don't like the, the high flying and uh, you know, all the dives and things like that. That's, I'm not a fan of that, but I know there's a place for it. So uh, the people do like it. And you have to give, you have to give the people what they want. So, um, sometimes you go back to that old saying, less is more, you know, and and instead of doing 10 dives, you know, what if we do it just once and make that one mean something, um, so that's just me. I, I think a lot of that, um, um, like I said, I'm still on a learning tree myself. Um, I love learning from guys. When I get to mix it with a lot of these guys, you know, sometimes, you, whether it's Jeff Jarrett, I tell you, I talk, I still learn from him. Um, once in a while, I get to talk to uh, uh, Brian James, Road Dog. I, <laughs> learning tree, man. I mean, right there. I'm, I'm still in touch with Billy Gunn. I'd love to learn from him. I mean, you, even I, you know, I, I, you never stop learning. I mean, I'm the guy that, you know, the, some of these guys that I help train, you know, they, they love listening to my stories, but I'm still, uh, when I can listen to some of these other guys' stories, it's like, wow, you know, I, I love doing that. You know, I, I love connecting with all, a lot of these guys at the conventions, you know, you get to see some old faces, man, and, and really get to, you know, sit down and talk to them and it, it's just great. So I love the, the knowledge that I've gained and the experience I've gained. I love putting that on the young guys. And, um, and seeing where they go. I, I'd love to see where they, these guys go, but I also have to adapt to the style that people like nowadays, and, uh, and that's what I'm trying to do. So I'm, I just try to keep an open mind, man, and uh, you know, give what I can and, and learn what I can, and let's make the best product out there, man. Let's give. Let's, I, I, I want to see wrestling get as big as it can ever get. Um, I still think we um, – I know it's a TV product now, um, and, uh, it's, it's very corporate in, in some areas, but, uh, I think what AEW is trying to do is they they have a TV show but um, we're trying to keep pro wrestling very much involved. So, um, I'm a big fan of that, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They've got, I think they've got like a, like I said before, like the variety, they've got a really like happy medium that they've got the pro wrestling, but they've also got the sports entertainment a little bit. Exactly. It's a really good mix. Um, it's really good to hear that you're as involved in in wrestling as as you were before. Like I, I had no idea that you were still doing things for, for your, your independent promotions. I'd love to see yeah. you make it to impact, do something on a bit of a bigger scale. That would be awesome. Um, so hopefully, if those guys are listening, who knows? <laughs> Scott DeMore, you never know. Scott DeMore might stumble across this. This episode, and he might see how passionate you are about getting back into the industry and doing something there. I, I hope so, man. I think you've got so much that you could give, so much wisdom that you can impart. Um, Impact's tag division is brilliant, but I just think, I just think it needs a little bit more of a push.
2: Um, well, I appreciate that, man, and I, I still feel like I have something to give, and I am always in the Moore's ear, so uh, every little bit helps. <laughs>
1: maybe, maybe you're in his ear too much maybe he's just like you know what dude shut up i don't know go away leave me alone maybe hey, that no, squeaky thinking. wheel yeah, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> awesome. Chris, thank you so much for joining me, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, like I said at the start, we've been trying to get this going for a couple of months. I'm really, really glad that I persisted. I'm really glad that we got the chance to talk. It's been an absolute blast. But before I let you go, um, where can people find you? And like have you got any, any are there any indie events or any conventions coming up soon that you're gonna be at? Are there any Oh man, I knew you were or... gonna
2: ask me that and I did not prepare myself. Um, <laughs> you can um, I, you can follow me on Twitter. Twitter, it's AMW Wildcat um, at AMW Wildcat. So you can follow me there and get in touch with me with that. But um, yeah, there's a lot of events coming up. Um, um, the independent pro- promotion I work with is the Northern Wrestling Federation. It's out of uh, Cincinnati. A um, lot of great talent on that. And we do events every week. So um, I think the best way with that is NWFWrestling.com. Uh, And you can, you can follow it on that, but uh, yeah, we have events every single week Um, um, and it's big for these guys and I encourage them to get out. Um, um, Yeah. A lot of, a lot of stars coming up, man. And um, I, I, I get the satisfaction uh, when I get a match together and I, I got to get out there and perform and you get that satisfaction with that. I'm getting that out of these guys, you know, when I can help them put something together and I can see it, uh, laid out in the match and I, I get just as much from watching these guys as, as I got myself. So it's a, it's a really good feeling. Um, I think a lot of these names you're going to see, uh, coming up one guy i I really helped develop, uh, he goes by the name Lord crew. And, uh, I've really encouraged him to, uh, he's, he's getting his name known, man. He's done some things with AEW. Um, he's, uh, he may even have some opportunities with Japan. So, um, I really think that this guy is, I mean, he's, he checks all the boxes. So I'm really hopeful to see where he goes. Uh, there's a name Jordan Clearwater that came out of this area. Um, he's, he's in the NWA right now, so you can catch him on that. Um, uh, he just came back and, uh, actually this past weekend, uh, came back in and performed, um, with us, uh, he came home and, uh, did a match and the fans were great. It was great seeing the fans react to him, but he's making a name for himself on NWA. Uh, is it NWA power? Is that what it is? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Yep. So he's making a name for himself. So yeah, a lot, of, a lot of big names have come out of here, man. Um, Carl Anderson of gallows and Anderson came out of this and, uh, so he's one of the guys that um, you know. We talked about Abyss, you know, doing the producer role, doing it now. Uh, and then we have Gallows, who's actually still act out there, uh, very active. And then we got a couple of these guys that are coming up, man. So um, it's it's a it's a great time to be in a business, man. So uh, um, yeah, I, 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 please check it out, and uh, we can all you know now that we um, we follow everything on our laptops and phones nowadays. So um, even if you can't catch them on TV, you know you can. Catch up with them there. So, uh, but yeah, man, thank you so much for reaching out, and I had a blast doing this, man. It was great talking to you, and um, hopefully, I didn't talk too much, but that's usually what people want. So, um, (laughs) yeah, man, I I got. I'm glad we talked about a lot of uh, the 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 business nowadays because that's obviously what everybody's watching, and we get some opinions going out, man. So, thank you for uh, having me. I really appreciate it.
1: No man, absolutely. like I say, thank you for giving me your time. I, I couldn't appreciate it more. Um I could have talked for a lot lot longer as well, believe me, but but you know, yeah, we probably bored everybody enough, so Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody wants to watch a four hour interview. So right. I, know I don't know why honestly, no man. Thank you so much. Um, guys, thank you for watching and thank you for listening. Like I said at the start, if you enjoyed this, please hit subscribe and please hit follow. Um, hit up the link tree. I've got a mailing list and everything now. I'll drop all of the information for where you can find Chris as well in the about section and in the description. Uh, and yeah, I'll look forward to catching you next time on It's My Wrestling Podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early